Welcome to the Lesbo and the Bean universe. Lesbo and the Bean. L-A-T-B. Lat-B. Where mixed martial arts and the UFC get silly. Big silly. Buckle up and move your tray tables to their upright position. And please, somebody shut that baby up. It's time for Lesbo and the Bean. Welcome back. Welcome back. UFC London in the books. This is a special Sunday late show for us. Episode 106 underway. How were the fights? Underdog coming through for days. We had finishes. Main event got a little stale, but hey, we ain't scared. We ain't scared. We'll take on all of these coots. What about, what about Lat B Live? Whoa! UFC Liverpool, Lat B Live. <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, let's break it down from the bottom to the top. If you guys are fight nerds, we like to start with the first fight of the night and then work toward the main event. So we had Elias, actually, prior to all this, the main event was in contention because Darren Till ended up missing weight. Then we ended up having um, the fight between who fall out. We had one not make it to fruition. Rivera... I don't even remember now. If it doesn't make it there, I have to get it off my card so fast. Oh, I gotta get it out of right. my brain. It oh, it was Davy Grant. It was Davy Grant. So <laughs> either way, we ended up starting with Elias Theodore versus Trevor Smith. This was a three-round decision. Lesbo called this a hundred percent correct. Ended up saying decision Trevor Smith would be worth his amount of points on DraftKings, and he was. Elias Thuradoa could not come through that 9,400. He needed a finish to pay off, and he ended up leaving you with a big fat, like 60 points on those DraftKings. Was a little stiff, got the right call, but you were on it. You were on it, DraftKings. I really love the Spartan, but he's. Trevor Smith is a guy that will bust a parlay. He's a parlay buster. He's He's that kind of guy. He'll sneak up and split decisions, so. Yeah. Where do you go with either guy? Sneaky. Who do you go with? So Elias is 15th, and Trevor Smith obviously isn't. Um, but Trevor Smith is one of these gatekeepers to be in the UFC. He's like in the top 25 in the world, but he's not making a run anytime soon. I like some of the stuff Elias was showing us. We saw, saw a lot of TriStar. You were saying that the forearm to the neck for them to get up. They had a lot of similar a game of plans that you were liking a lot. Yep. Um, Big TriStar contingent there this whole London yeah. card. and I thought they looked good this time. I was excited uh, by their camp, and usually I try not to be, but TriStar hating of a boring fight. But it was interesting. I liked it all right. I guess Elias is just one of those guys that I don't know if he's ever going to be a belt contender, but right. people seem to like the main event trademark. <laughs> <laughs> so the ring boy sneaks out a dirty, dirty split, and... Is it the potential? I do feel like we're seeing a was cap it a with split? Elias. It was a split. Oh, hmm. It was. And Trevor Smith made it a dirty split. Yeah. I wasn't all the way Oh, yeah, excited. I guess it was pretty. I don't know if it should have been a split, though. I think Elias well, won. That did split. Ended up happening off of a headbutt, by the way. That On Elias, that could have been called in other oh, organizations. That. that was deep. Anyway. On to Jillian Roberts defeating Molly Meatball, the heavyweight <laughs> McCann. Ended up losing via submission. Robert, I was 100% wrong. You were 100% right. You ended up going with Robertson. You know what, though? On air, I got a little meatball heavy. I ended up changing afterward. I just liked the way Robertson looked. 
after the weigh-ins. I ended up keeping my card the same, especially after the weigh-ins and Meatball not making weight as well. We traditionally have seen people not make weight, keep that streak alive, and Meatball was the first out of like 10 fights to actually lose with not making weight. Yeah, she busted the she busted the undefeated fat runner. The fat. undefeated fat runners. Heavyweight makers, but I actually didn't get to catch this fight. Lesbo, could you please break it down for me because oh it was a gosh, quick one. Oh my gosh, it's so much pressure. How do I even remember it? Um, Meatball was submitted in round two and pretty decisively handled by the end of round one, taken down and controlled. Had barely any ground game at all. I just, you know, uh, Robertson, thicker than normal. Like her body looked more that wrestling style wiry, like where she just, or not wiry, but that thick, like, twiny body underneath she just had a, she I, did look better than she ever has and now i don't want to be too quick to jump on that hype train sure because i don't know anything about meatball i didn't get to see anything about meatball i don't know if she was ufc ready i would agree with I that i love that name i'm a fan i am a fan and it's a good testament to her but this get weight these weight issues are getting it's so out of control unbearable people. Your debut, and you don't make weight on your debut, what is that precedent? Does that set for you going on in the organization? I think it's out of control. And I, Thompson, I hope his camp, what they did, I really hope sets, starts a standard of... Are you like, saying you're talking about Stephen Thompson versus Wonder Stephen Till? Stephen Thompson versus Till, even though I know because we're going to get there. Because they missed as well. But I do like what that camp did with the stipulation about re-weighing in before the fight started, and then also an extra 10%, because usually it's 20, right? Um, no, it's usually 30, I thought. Some are 20, 30? some are 30, depends on the commission, but 30 is standard. I... Can be. I think the extra stuff should, if the fight wants to go on because obviously the other guy wants to make their money as well right there should also be if your management's good they're gonna put stipulations in there and so I do like that we saw that happen from Wonder Boys camp for the first time and you mean that that's that Till was not able to hydrate past 188 pounds was the limit mm -hmm. that Till had to stay at or under is what you're kind of talking about? Yeah, and he actually came in at 187.3 or something like something that. Something like that. Anyway, we can morning. go back to the fight. So, on to, though, the next fight. Where where do you go with Robertson? As we were saying real quick, you can't be too overhyped on our meatball. We're not really scared of. Uh, it's young divisions. They're going to be able to have two or is three fights in a row. Is this the 125 or is it the 125? Uh, 125 flyweights oh, for okay. these we're three ladies. Okay, we're still getting started on exactly. this. Exactly. I know, I did see um, a, a shout-out to... Um, Twitter, uh, opens MMA Twitter. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was like opens MMA Twitter and Meatball calls out. Even though I have a loss, she called out Shevchenko. Are you kidding? No way. <laughs> I just thought that was That's really funny. It made, me, it made me chuckle. That's a good one. That's a good Meatball for you. <laughs> Boom. On to the welterweights, though. We had debuting Caro Persoli defeating Brad Scott at 170 pounds. Brad Scott looked... 10 years older than Egg's 27-year-old birth certificate says because shaved head, balding, and even though he moved down a weight in Brad Scott, he just looked slower than he did at 85. Power didn't transfer over. His chin looked okay in there, but personally, I still, even in the win, I still think looked fairly low-level throwing spinning stuff in there. Gas tank being bad, his only saving grace was Brad Scott's gas tank was just as bad. So, <laughs> so it made him look. It made him look okay. okay, but I think it's somebody in there with good discipline, gas tank, um, 
has straighter punches than Brad Scott is going to be able to exploit someone like Persoli, Persoli on there. Persoli. But it was a fun one. It was an interesting one. I'm tentative on either guys. I think Brad Scott is really going to have a tough time. After his last loss, he was, I don't want to say suicidal, but he was having very negative point of view of Artie's career. And anytime we've heard guys start to talk about this, we like to try to fade him here. And this is kind of the reason why. Uh, he When they're fighting the, for money, it gets scary. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, everybody's exactly. fighting for money, obviously. But when it just becomes the only reason being in there is paycheck alone because you're desperate for it, it gets nerve-wracking. Right, right. Yeah, he never, I hate to say it, not one of my favorites going into this. Not one of my favorites leaving this. <laughs> what about the debut? Absolutely. I feel like when we break him down next time, I don't even, you'll remind me, like, you said you liked him last time. And I'll be like, we broke him down before? And he'll be like, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> On to Bantamweights, 135 pounds. We had Lena Landsberg defeating Gina Mazzani in a decision three-rounder. Mazzani ended up coming in as a favorite, slight favorite, right before the wow. fight. When Landsberg was pretty much the favorite the whole week before this fight, 37-year-old ended up showing her veteranship and her size. I do think, actually, that uh, the grind really did wear on Mazzani in the first round. She looked good. And then second round, not as good. Third round, really not that good. But Lena Landsberg, somebody that you cannot overlook in this division, even with her advanced age. Beautiful elbows, walking in on those elbows. Good takedown defense. Um, what did you end up taking away best from this fight, if you took anything away? You know, I've never been a huge Lena fan, and I think we were saying it when we were watching the fight, is if you fought Cyborg, there's a good... You're a grinder. It's going to be hard for ladies to get you out, and we've seen Lena get, you know, taken care of other than just Cyborg, but this fight for her, I think level-wise, was a good fight for her. And I got a little tentative toward the end. I almost switched off Lena, went to Mazzani. Yep. And I'm glad I stuck with Lena the whole time. And she looks better than she ever has in there. Yep. And uh, I don't want to get too high on her, but she does deserve a good fight next. And I do think she's building a decent name for herself. The one smart thing you have to say about the UFC, even though it seems like a feed a little bit when these women fight Cyborg, is Cyborg has a ton of following and a lot of respect. So when they fight her... A lot of people now know who Lena is for all her fights going forward. She's decent on a card. Exciting enough fight. I would agree. At would that agree. point in the night, would you say it was the fight of the night at that point? I don't know because there was a lot of that cage work in there. There wasn't really, nobody got really, really hurt or decisively one way or another, but it was a fairly one-sided whopping. We did have Mazzani, though, really showing her... Um, Rookiness. I don't even want to say it that negatively, but just her inexperience in there because it, the going into that third round, Mazzani was throwing up the, in the bucket. Did you well, end up like catching use, that? Would you like to use the hot word of the moment and would you say her ring IQ is low? <laughs> I would not say ring IQ because it wasn't even that. She was just literally had no gas tank to be there where Landsberg was able to really keep pushing the pace, but she was puking in that. I do think though Mazzani's going to learn so much from this fight. And the other thing I pointed out, because you know how I like to get a little off topic. <laughs> yeah. Lena, Wonder Boy, and Darren Till. Very beautiful noses. Very beautiful nose. Oh, and Americon. Americani. Oh, They all yeah. have very UFC pretty noses. And then on the other side of that, 
Like, it was a very pretty nose fight in Liverpool. Very nice noses. But on the other side of that, Jason Knight. His nose, that's next level. Already has a 40-year-old boxer nose, and he's only 25. Yeah. So, on to Tom Breeze. So this is the, that was the 135, right, Lena? That was a 135, yeah. So, who's Lena fight next? We would have said... Does Lena fight Leslie Smith? But damn you, UFC. Damn it, UFC. I had 135 pounds. Anybody else with a win, it doesn't matter at the division because they're all just... They're all just not win. Amanda Nunes yeah, and then everybody else. Exactly. So it's anybody else with a win in that division. Mazzani, give her somebody else her age. There's a lot of that um, Asian scene, China scene. Yeah, you're give right. Her, a lot of those girls are coming up. Yep, give her one of those China scene girls that's also on a loss, make a loser leaves town kind of situation. Maybe not because it's Sue a young Lee division. Kim? Any of them. Who Kondo potentially just came off of a decisive loss. Mazzani Kondo would be a fun one. How but no, that's okay. 115. Kondo oh, yeah, yeah. 115. My bad. All right. Get it off topic. Either way, not off topic. We had Tom Priest defeating Daniel Kelly in the first round. This took three minutes and 33 seconds. It was an uppercut that ended up damaging Dan Kelly's eye. Thought it was an eye poke initially. Ended up seeing the uppercut just being way, landing way too flushly on that orbital socket. Unfortunately for Dan Kelly, it's just Tom Breeze is the up and on the way up. Dan Kelly's been on the way down for a little while. And this matchup was doomed from the get-go for him. He you pretty much had, called it to a T. Yeah. You pretty much called it to a T. You were kind of... We've been fading Dan, Dan Kelly for a while. We both said it at the same time watching it in silence. I love Dan Kelly. Boom! <laughs> it's over! He's so tough in there. He, it wasn't out of there. It wasn't three minutes where Dan Kelly got beat up all three minutes. Dan Kelly landed his own few shots. That movement's just so limited and those shots look so slow. He turtled up. After that eye little, shot, though, yeah. he the immediately orbital, touched. Yeah. He immediately touched his eye and was and like, then ran away and then, and then was, got dropped again. That. Yeah, But he's getting surgery on that eye. There's a plate going in there for sure, Dan Kelly. Dan Kelly, please step away. I love you, Dan Kelly. Get in the coaching. Let's see you in other avenues. You've had a long career prior to MMA. You've done enough, sir. Tom Breeze can't put too much stock into this fight because it is a 40-year-old Dan Kelly that he got a quick finish over. So Tom Breeze also has mental issues. Again, Come falling out with ba uh, from Bamboja fight was one of those reasons he had been so inactive for a while. Had the head games. Bamboja's scary, though. But Bamboja's not even in the UFC anymore. But I know what you're saying, where he's more dynamic and will put your lights out more so than Dan Kelly will just strangle you to death. Yeah. I don't know about Breeze yet, either. I'm tentative still going forward. But who's he get next in the division? At 100 and... 70? 85 pounds. I mean, Thurdo is perfect right now. No, did Thurdo just go to 170? Where were they at? They were fighting at 185. There it is. Yeah, Elias. that's a perfect. Perfect. And they're on the and same, the same time. schedule. Yep. But Elias might need a little more time with that cut. Nah. Probably at he least doesn't some, seem like he, saw, he always gets cut up there. True. Something gnarly up there. True, true, true. He does cut fairly often in his fights. So we have Darren Stewart defeating Eric Spicely. This is wow. a big underdog coming through. Darren Stewart was very emotional. After this win, he ended up crying out in the ring saying, I was on a three-five losing streak and I had to finish him. Spicely couldn't get the takedown at all and that really mattered in there. Spicely has 
great ground attack, great ground defense. If it was going to go to the ground, Stewart would have lost that fight. But Stewart was able to keep it standing. And it was a matter of time before Spicely ate. Was it an uppercut or an overhand right at the beginning of round two there in like the first I don't even remember. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> this was such a wrong pick and I was so... You know what? And I don't even... I'm not a huge Spicely fan, but I was so confident in Spicely. That he could get him down, right? I was so oh, me confident. Too. Me too. I just thought... And then the other thing I will have to say when round two started, once Stewart came out in round two, I thought his cardio looked tighter than it ever had before. And... I don't know, Darren Stewart, or Stewart, Darren Stewart, everybody's, everybody's still, um, no, but Stewart's a dangerous guy to watch a little bit. I know Spicely's chinny, but right. we, uh, oh, I don't know where do I go either way with these guys. I'm going to try to fade both of them if I can. I did see that I like Stewart's gas tank was a little bit more put together, but Spicely had such a gas tank as well that I don't know, like... I'm not putting faith in either one as they move along in this division at 185 pounds. <laughs> yeah, rounds, I think that's a, yeah. Yeah, it's, there's many guys that can beat them right now. They can, Spicy, if he gets another shot in there, which Darren Stewart just had three losses in a row. Spicy could have three in a row losses, come back, win one, and get at 185 pounds a few more. Stewart, where do you get him next? I think anyone... I think you said it best. Yeah, good point. Good point, good point. I think... So now we have on to another huge underdog, bigger than Darren Stewart, defeating Nordine Taleb, Claudio Silva coming off of a four-fight or four-year in abscess with many injuries and visa issues and whatnot, getting the, ground, getting the fight right to the ground and finally making Taleb tap Due to a crank, neck crank, jaw you know crank. It was, it was just forward pressure from the second the fight started. It was like Taleb couldn't even get a game plan. The second the bell rung, forward Silver pressure, forward, forward pressure, forward pressure, forward yep. pressure. I was impressed with the whole entire thing because I had Taleb. I Me thought too. he was going to win in Minus the first round. Minus 400 favorite? Yeah, I thought he was going to win in the first round. So Absolutely huge. Where do we go with Taleb? We know the ground game's always been his weakness, but if he can keep anything standing, he always has a shot. Claudio Silvia, Silva at 37 years old can put a game plan together. I want to see Silva again. That was awesome to me, beating Taleb. But I don't know how I felt about Taleb for a while now. Always, I tend to Hit stay away from his fights. Even if I have him in a first-round finish, I tend to not put him on any of my cards. I just... That trust isn't there for Taleb me. is a better underdog than a favorite. He, he all, he'll win more underdog spots than favorite spots, I feel like, with him. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know going forward. I don't... I'm interested in Silva. That's an exciting fight. Where is he from? I'm guessing Brazil. Is that rude to guess? Because yeah, no, he is. He is. He's from Brazil. Will he be a guy that fills the hometown seat? Or will we get to see him all over? Are they a guy that they didn't expect to win? Because I do think the UFC has plans on who they think is going to win a fight. I agree. I guess it's who decides to sign up the fight, but... Silva showing that he can do that to people like Taleb on the ground means that he can do other and ones. And that quick that after way. that long off. Dangerous. That's a dangerous mofo. <laughs> That's dangerous. So, on to a controversial fight. We had Maquad American defeating Jason Knight in a three-round decision here at Latby. Was controversial? And the Bean. Did have fairly. I saw it as a draw. And I thought Lesbo we, saw it as a draw as well. We both had Jason Knight on air. We both had Jason Knight on air. I switched Correct. to... Uh, um, Americom? 
Amir Khan during through the week. In my opinion, it could be a bias. I, I felt like he won. I felt like he won a close round. So we he, gave it a 10 8 round if, one. In round Jason one, Jason Knight. Knight, if you knock somebody down twice in one round, there's no way that's so not a 10 8. So it should have been a draw. It so should, that is the controversial part. It should have been a draw because there's no way Miracom won three of those rounds. And no way there's that no Jason way. Knight got a 30 27 either. Correct. And that was the scorecards 2 29 28s for Miracom, mm. which I, are justifiable, and then a 30 27 Jason Knight. Yeah. I think it, it was so weird. I kind of think a draw, if it would have been, it, I wouldn't have been upset and I wouldn't have thought it was a robbery. Agreed. But because it leaned toward Amir Khan be, with the end of the third round dominance, kind of, I kind of saw that they were going to do that. Right. It wasn't shocking. But if it would have been a draw, it wouldn't have been a shocking either. So with both of these young guys, where do we go with either of them? I don't know. Them? Is Jason Knight on a streak of loss? I think people have started to figure out his forward pressure, his get the line and let's stand here and bang. And he people are figuring Amir out Khan if you tried don't to bang. do that with him. And he didn't take the bullet. Oh, uh, but he shot. I think Amir Khan really used his wrestling in there to win that. But He's also, a- Jason Knight, fight IQ. Horrible fight IQ. He jumped in a guard four know. times I and gave up the takedown that, four times. That true. I, there, there's a part of it, though, even though Amir Khan did get the takedowns, and some of the takedowns were Jason Knight's, but the reversals were awesome, and so Amir Khan ended up, Amir Khani, Amir Khani ended up on top. Uh-huh. But Jason Knight uh, did a lot more damage and threw a lot more punches from the bottom, in my opinion, and was a lot more Through threatening with the submissions. Yeah. Ugh. It could have been a draw fight. It, it wouldn't have been mad. I that's what I think. I think Jason Knight stays in the UFC even though he's on the wash. We don't ever really throw draws like, hey, that was a draw of a fight. We never throw that out there much, and I feel like it's valid when we do because that would. It was a war of a fight. Both fighters are yep. okay to fight again. It didn't end brutally, and I. You know what I will say? I think, um, Americani got actually got knocked out a few times in the fight. Twice in the first round. <laughs> Not just those two. There seemed like another flirt. The interesting thing with American um, is that he did get hit and hurt more in the shots, but Knight took all the damage. American didn't have a scratch on him at the end of that fight. He's cute. I like him. <laughs> that nose. I liked the way he did his sweaty hair into a widow's peak, like the world's biggest widow's peak. Like he should have just pulled it, like grow it out and like lay it on his nose with wax. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, a fight that ends up throwing its hat into comebacks of the year. We have Mads Burrell. No, and Amir Khani, before we move on real quick, he called out Cub Swanson, which, perfect. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. actually a great call-out. Great, great call-out. I don't think Jason Knight should leave. Um, maybe they save him for a Florida card or something. So, he, that, like we were saying with that nose for Knight, he needs to, something needs to happen. That nose is... Done. Maybe change Absolutely camp. Absolutely done. Maybe it's change camp time. We are fans of the traveling samurai. Right. And you're in Florida, Jason. And I, you could be every weekend. You get to be at home. Just no. right down to Miami. Hashtag Team Ronan. Woo! Jason, and I, you need a pit stop in between there from Gainesville to there. You got a spot on the Treasure Coast. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Jason Knight, yeah, you can crash. He can crash in the Lab B studio. It, that's right. There's a <laughs> hammock over in the other room. We're good. So, we have. Again, one of the comeback of the year contenders. We've had a few this year, and Burrell ended up putting it to 
Arnold Allen in all three rounds, taking down Who is it Triple then? A. So it's been the other guy, three rounds. the Scottish guy. Who's the Scottish guy that got beat the whole Paul time? Paul Craig. Paul Craig. And then there was one more that got beat. Hermans, Hermanson. Awesome. And now, Mad, good memory. Madrae versus uh, Triple A. But there's another one that I'm thinking, that I can't think off the top of my head. That was a hell of a comeback that just, just happened. Oh, no. Uh, Boyless versus Silva. Just happened like oh, a week yeah, ago. Yeah, that yeah. was unreal. Yeah, to get beat the whole, yes, the whole, yes, the whole time. time. So we've had some amazing, amazing ones this year. So for all the haters to Rocky Pennington's camp for sending her out there again, sometimes there's a chance. Sometimes. So, but our, Arnold Allen, AAA, wasn't getting um, beat down with punches. He was just getting out wrestled the entire time. Matt Burrell showed a great gas tank, great striking, hood, good head movement, and... Moving on in the division, I'm going to be picking Mads Burrell in a lot of fights. Because I liked everything I saw from him. Everything. He just got caught in the last two minutes of the fight. We were already saying, fuck, Arden Allen's done. Losing all my parlays. Losing everything. I'm out of here. And he ends up picking up a ninja choke. Triangle choke over the throat. And submitting it, Burrell tapped when he knew he had to. Triple uh, A followed it beautifully. I don't know how to feel about this. Arnold Allen looked great, standing, striking, beautiful jab, as we said, out of that TriStar I camp. I gotta be honest. I don't know. Those takedowns, though. Those takedowns. I think what I'm like, taking from this is I like Burnell. That's what I'm taking. That's the number one thing. Uh -huh. With Arnold Allen, it'll be opponent from opponent from now on, but... Burnell's one to watch that you can make money as an underdog. And the amount of takedowns, usually we don't... It has to be a lot of takedowns to really add up the points. And we and saw did. that. We did. A lot, and a lot. Arnold Allen's time. gas tank was cash, but you don't want to say he has a bad gas tank because, oh my gosh, like the guy had a grizzly bear on top of yeah, him. Yeah, Burnell did not stop moving, which is... unbelievable. I like both great. guys, I guess, going forward in the division. I'd agree with that, but we did see, I think, more flaws in Allen's game than Burnell by and, you far. Know, I don't want to say they were flaws yet because I just think Burnell could have that level. He's a black belt. Yeah. You could have that level. And a lot of the times, you know, with the really great BJJ, you don't see that really great wrestling takedown with it. Uh -huh. But he seemed to have them both together. I liked it. I liked that fight. That was a fun fight. That was a Even really though fun if, fight. Even though if you're a hater of ground fights, it might not have been your favorite. But Did it get stood up a few times? Did it get broken apart? There was one earlier in the night that we definitely were calling some bad refing. Was that no. the main event? Mark Goddard tonight, there was a... No, there was another time with Till and Thompson. That's what I was, was thinking as well. There was a couple of weird so, ones. So, a couple of weird ones. But in the co-main event, real quick, we had Neil Magny defeating the debuting short notice local Craig White in TKO round number one. If anyone's anyone, you knew this is coming. Craig White had nothing to lose, came out there, had a great game plan, and put it to Neil Magny. Didn't let Neil Magny get his shots off, but the veteranship of Neil Magny showed that his dirty boxing and clinch game is just... Far superior being obviously a top 15 contender in there against a guy who just came off the regional scene. Neil Magny showed he still has a killer instinct. I'm, I don't know how I feel about White. I, I, I like his hard nosedness. I like that he wasn't scared of Magny. He went in there. He ate a shot on the chin I'm that eventually put him out. a little bit with a real training camp. Magny's one of the guys. He's one of the top guys, and he has he been grinder, for a lot of no years grinder. now. Like, a lot of years, Magny's been one of the staple guys up there that if you look at his resume, he's like the Kevin Bacon of UFC. 
It's like yeah. six degrees of Neil Magny. Like, you can find him in so many fight cards that you're like, and then he was on that fight card with this fight going on, and that attaches to this fight. Neil Magny's always in there. He's grinding. And he called out Usman. Tomorrow. Are you crazy, Neil Usman, Magny? I love you're you, crazy, Neil Magny. Neil Magny. Love that fighting spirit of Neil Magny. Love that veteranship. That's a good gas tank. We know you ain't going to get knocked out by Usman. Did we actually ever Why you know that? Him happen? Why do you know that? Did we find out whether he has two broken hands or not? Or did he say he has two broken hands and nobody's actually come out with an x-ray because most people show I haven't x-rays. heard a piff Exactly. I haven't heard anything. Which means his hands are fine. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not casting on exactly. pictures on the Instagram. So, yeah, I don't know anything about it. So, main event. We had a five-rounder. Go wow. all five Already rounds. Already to the main event. It we was an 11-rounder. See what happens. I, We're shot out of a cannon because you give us a day card. Uh, I do also think that these Sunday cards end up being about a half hour long, and I think we're right around that. We end up talking a little bit of smack along the way, and it's been right. It's in the sweet spot. We're hitting that sweet spot, but that sweet spot was hit with there until verse Wonder Boy Thompson. Was it hit? No, it was very <laughs> lacking, actually. It ended up being a very tentative fight. Both fighters threw a lot of feints. Not much damage at all. Only in the fifth round was there ever a knockdown cleanly by a left hand that supposedly was lucky via Darren Till on Wonder Boy Thompson. Per Darren Till. You're per. not calling it lucky. Oh, sorry. You're not he, trying to get all no, Liverpool after you. Say, Darren Till said it was lucky. I'm saying Darren Till said it was lucky. They will be it was well placed. out your window. <laughs> but... I mean, what is there to say in that? It was karate versus Muay Thai, and both guys just kind of... Oh, 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 oh. A little tentative. Yep. Too mu- would you say too much respect from both guys? No, I think it's that's the way that fight was going to play out regardless with the counter like striking of Thompson. Like a lot of head clashing, upper I body didn't see clashing. That. There, what, where were the breaks? There was a break in this fight. There was a groin strike and an eye poke. Eye poke that we saw from Thompson in from the fourth Thompson, round. Thompson, that was a legitimate eye poke. Yep, we ended up seeing the replay on that. But um, the leg kicks ended up playing a little bit more for Darren Till in this fight. I actually thought it was going to go the other way around all day. Yeah, and I had Darren Thompson Till really did a nice job taking apart those legs. And the judges, I will give them credit that they seemed very fair with... Even though you, the 30-27 for Jason Knight's crazy, but I felt like when it went to the ground, they were the most appropriately judged ground that somebody would even give bottom control or bottom damage being done because a lot of judges don't even see that on the scorecards. And right. I also um, think the leg kicks, they were noticing, which we notice a lot of judges don't. Uh, because the fight was so lackluster, if Stephen Thompson would have just tried to throw more punches... He could have swayed it the other way because I feel like this was a fight that really just, it was so meh that it bordered down to who had the ring control, which was Till chasing down Thompson the entire time and cutting it him It was off. forward pressure from Till more so than Thompson, but Thompson had a couple blitzes where he would land that right, but I never really saw Till ever rocked or even wobbled in there no. at all. Those oblique kicks and that one knockdown were probably the biggest factors of that whole fight. It was... Who do you give to Darren Till? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. All of them. All of them. We're coming into a little break after three weekends in a we row. We have fights next week? We do not have fights next week. Are you week. sure? I feel like we... No? On the 9th, we have fights. We have a ton of undercards. 
We have Earth. We have a fight break. We have KSW. We have LFA before then. We have PFL and an LFA, but we do not. We're going to have our first break uh, for a week. We're going to be back on the 9th, but we won't be back. We'll see you guys on Wednesday for sure. Okay, what's Stephen Wonderboy Thompson do from here? He's not going to be champion because Woodley's a, and he didn't beat Darren Till. So what's Wonderboy so do? So Till takes the number one spot, supposedly, or two, right? Because Thompson was rated number one or two. Well, you can't just leave Thompson on up there still to not get a title. Like, no one wants to see I Woodley think, Thompson fight. I think again. Thompson moves to, like, position five or six. Not that far back. I agree with you in yeah. normal ranking systems, but the UFC just won't. They'll put him at, like, third. Until second or First? First. First. But then there's also the RGA Colby. Yeah. And those guys so are third and fourth. what do you do with Till in the meantime? Let, we got to see that Colby Covington-Dos Anjos fight plan out. And then it's either them or you wait for the 170 T-Wood versus that interim. And then... Do you want to shelf them that long to wait for their That's a long time. I agree. When I Woodley's totally ready agree. to go. And Usman, we got to see those hands. What's happening with Usman at the 170 pounds? I I'll mean, be honest with you, Darren Till. You don't want a Woodley fight yet. If you don't like a wrestler, you don't want Tyron Woodley. Not right now, right now. Another fight or two, but Thompson is a legit fight. That's a legit, Do that's you, a hard opponent that he just got through. Are we even talking about it? Do we even like to talk about him seeing the champ after he just missed weight? That's actually probably the best call out of all of this, and it's proof Darren Till being the gorilla, he is needs to go up to 185 pounds. He does say that family issues McKenzie ended up Durr making him. needs to go up to 185. Did I say Darren Till or McKenzie Dirk? I thought you. Oh, I thought you said Dern. <laughs> oh, I thought I said so. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about weight missing. You know? <laughs> I thought you said Dern. I swear. Maybe I just heard it. Maybe I you're have... just dreaming, daydreaming, yeah. daydreaming, saying, "Yeah, girl, you look good at 185." No, she's not my type. <laughs> I hear all the guys say Mackenzie Dern's the hottest. She is not my UFC girl. She ain't my girl. You know Bullet's my girl. We know. We know. Been throwing <laughs> some good kicks out there, Valentina. Anything left with this little weekend recap of the fights on YouTube live for the first time? Let us know how it went. Let us know if you liked it. We're also testing it out for the, few, yeah, for the first time. Yeah, if you have good criticism, we're okay with that. Four star and above? Yeah, we don't mind a little thumbs up or hitting a bell if you want a notification when we come on again. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's too much else to say. Do you have any predictions for the off week? Will Connor throw any dollies through any windows? Uh, supposedly that London interview ended up moving back to Vegas via Dana White. I don't know if that's all speculation or I don't want to get too deep into it. But I do think that we that it is going to be... Probably baby being hung over a balcony, Michael Jackson-esque, huh. over Vegas. So you think it'll be a Connor thing? Uh, yeah, it'll probably be a Connor thing. You don't think thing. somebody else will come up with some good news or gossip? Colby's got a fight right around the corner. He's always itching. Oh, maybe we'll get some nerd bashing. Oh, and if you guys haven't already checked out the Alpaca Thesaurus, he does really fun breakdowns. Great and it's call. perfect if I were to make my own YouTube short attention span theater. I'd put Alpaca on it. But, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. We like you and love you. Bye-bye. Let's the beat. Thanks for listening to Lat B. For all things Lesbo and the Bean, head over to lesboandthebean.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.